Elkhart County is a place where quality craftsmanship, innovation, and collaboration result in a well-crafted life. With an appreciation for all things handmade and homegrown, we leave our mark on everything we hold. Elkhart County is well-crafted. Welcome to the people and places along the Heritage Trail in Elkhart County, Indiana podcast. Welcome back to another great episode of the People and Places Along the Heritage Trail podcast. And I am so excited to kick this segment off with Adrian. We're going to be talking about the 10th annual Arts on the Mill race happening September 9th in downtown Goshen. Adrian, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Now, before we get into the specifics about this really, really fun event, how did it start? What's the history of it? Yes. So actually, um, Brad Huntsberger with La Casa, who is actually one of our amazing um, uh, assets for the community here, helping provide housing for folks in the community. They were working on a project in downtown Goshen called the Hawks Artist and Entrepreneur Apartments. Um, and they were wanting to find a way to really get an audience with artists and get them excited about the potential for these apartments. Um, and so uh, a little over 10 years ago, we sat down and he knew I did arts events and had a, my ear on the arts community. And he said, what can we do? And I said, let's, let's have an arts festival. And so we worked together and, you know, started off real scrappy uh, <laughs> and uh, worked with the, the the community to start Arts in the Mill Race back 10 years ago. It was in June um, that first year. Um, and so we, we had no idea that it would become uh, an annual thing that would have longevity to make it all the way to this year, which is the 10th year for Arts on the Mill Race. Absolutely. And for the listeners that are local to the area, the name is not going to be surprising. It's right on the Mill Race in Goshen. But Adrian, what kind of art can we expect to see here in the 10th year? So it is a fine arts festival. And so we have um, everything from uh, paintings and, and, and handcrafted jewelry um, to folks who who do um, clay work, uh, metal work. Uh, the genres are pretty limitless, but everybody who's in there is at the top of, of their of their skill set. They're at the top of, of what you can create in those different mediums. So it's always very eclectic in style and in a variety of mediums, but all just super high quality. Now, we talk about these artists are being really at the top of their caliber, and this is a juried art event, right? Yes, it is. So we have a, a committee that reviews every single artist that applies. Um, we do uh, end up having to reject some artists, and some of them take more classes, do more work, and end up you know, getting in the next year. Um, and we really want to make sure that this is the kind of an event where the artists have created every bit of their piece from beginning to end, whether that's actually creating the clay and painting it, and then that becomes jewelry, or whether it's, um, you know, doing all of their own framing um, for the photography that they're selling. We really think it's important to show that these artists have those skills. And so we do also award our artists prizes. We um, traditionally have awarded a best in show piece um award as well as the best tent aesthetic we love it when people make oh, yeah. their, their 10 by 10 space warm and cozy and exciting and people want to come into it um we also give a, a people's choice award and that's one that's great like the, uh, those in attendance can pick up 
the map for the event and on the back of that they get to vote for their favorite artists um and then this year we're actually adding in an award um recognition at least for those artists who've been a part of the festival for all 10 years oh, um yeah and, then finally, yeah and then finally we give an award called the jake lowen craftsmanship award jake lowen was a woodworker who had a had his studio right there along the mill race and he tragically died um I think probably about 12 or 13 years ago now. And so we wanted to honor his legacy and, and we look for an artist who has really hand built, hand created something like he did with his woodworking and then they get that special award. So I love that. That is such an honor. And another thing that is so great about Arts in the Mill Race, you know, we talk about having just these beautiful pieces of art and that you have to sometimes reject the artists that go back, they get classes. But you also really encourage some unique up and coming artists um, to display some stuff. Can we talk about that just a little bit? Yes. So we do firmly believe that art is for everyone at Arts in the Mill Race. And while we wanted to have a really fine arts focus for our adjudicated artists, we have over the last few years invited artists, uh, teenage artists from 12 to 19 to apply and we waive their application fee and they get to um, participate just like the adults do, but really get that experience of what it is to be a working artist and to sell their art and to have to interact with their uh, patrons and, <laughs> and, and, and market themselves. And so it's really been a great thing to sort of plant the seeds that for young people that you can be a working artist in this community. You can make your living off of your craft. Um, but we're really excited this year. We have a new partnership, which is with ADEC and um, ADEC does such amazing work in the community. And one of their biggest programs is having their, um, their, their, their residents and their folks who are in their programs do a lot of art and art can be so healing and therapeutic and also just such a great way to express your emotions and your feelings. And so we're excited to have an exhibit of ADEC art for sale, as well as featuring um, one of the ADEC artists. Um, and, and they're also going to be offering some interactive art activities for folks at all different levels of art uh, to get their hands a little, little messy and, and play with art the way that their residents do. Oh, I love that. And, you know, of course, right there in downtown Goshen, there's the great uh, ADEC, I believe its name is Gaining Grounds, and they always have artists that are there. And it's just so incredible the way that they interact in the community. I love that this year you've got both those young artists, because like you said, you know, we really need to encourage them, give them a safe space and so that they can understand that they can become working artists, but they do have to interact with people. And, you know, sometimes you need to take some constructive criticism to really take it to the next step and develop such a great, better product. Now, of course, Adrian, art is not just the clay that we talk about and some of the painting. Art is also live music and Arts on the Mill Race features that too, right? Yes, we've always been really honored to host a lot of regional musicians on our stage throughout the day of Arts in the Middle Race. We we launch in the morning. We actually partner with Goshen College's Music Together program, which is the really, really okay. young, like like baby to three-year-old um, <laughs> learning music with their families. And they do their annual celebration right there on our stage. Um, we've got a lawn full of, of adorable families um, singing along and interacting. And that's sort of a positive vibe that we get to have to start the whole day. Oh, but then we yeah. get to feature lots of other uh, regional musicians this year. We've got some unique acts, including a uh, a cellist that does all sorts of different, not just classical, but pop and other covers. Um, we've got 
uh, Michaela Nielsen, uh, who's an amazing singer-songwriter. But our headliners for the day is going to be Shiny Shiny Black. Um, and they have been a great partner. They were one of our first bands that we really featured at Arts in the Mill Race, I believe, nine years ago. Um, and so we're excited to have them with their full band on our stage as the headliner this year. Oh, gosh, that is going to be so fun. And of course, any really, really great event like this, you're going to have a great selection of food, too, right? Yes. Yeah, so we have a, <laughs> a, a good number of food trucks who've been invited to participate. And we always have a little food court area right next to our uh, adult beverages tent. Um, <laughs> we want to make sure everyone stays hydrated in all ways. Uh, as they they take on the mill race uh, shopping spree, um, and so we we definitely will have a, a plethora of op- offerings, and you know we always have a great relationship with Goshen Brewing Company, who is you know just a hop, skip, and a jump uh, away from where the festival is, um, and they're also a great spot to pick up a pint or some food to eat. Um, but we we try to keep options available for you right there, so you can keep shopping, and you don't have to go far away to get sustenance. <laughs> Uh, as as you're exploring everything that we have to offer there. No, absolutely. And I know that the listeners, you know, we've mentioned a couple of times there's fine art, there's juried art, but we also mentioned that there are some kids activities. There are going to be some young kids there. So just to clarify, kids are welcome at this event, right? Absolutely. You know, this is an open space event and it's, um, you know, fingers crossed, beautiful weather. And we are really always so lucky to, to partner with Amanda Wagner at Young at Art Studios. And she has multiple really exciting kids activities. So, you know, if you come down with the kids, they can spend some time creating their own art, contributing to a community art piece, um, you know, before you start kind of walking around and taking in the other art. We do also have a couple of interactive art uh, vendors who do things like henna and caricatures. So uh, we we bring in some of that as well as, you know, the, the more, you know, purchase it, put it in a bag, take it with you kind of art. Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. Now, Adrian, we talked about how this is happening on September 9th, but can you give us just a quick rundown of the schedule and what the day looks like? Absolutely. So like I said, the Music Together group starts at 1030 um, and our artists booths also open at 1030 on September 9th. And um, the artists will have their booths open continually right up until 6 p.m. Um, 6 is also when we do our People's Choice Award on the stage. And um, our our headlining band will be playing. And they usually play till 630 or 7. So our artists can come and enjoy some music, enjoy some music at the end of the day after a long day of, of hopefully amazing sales. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, my vision for this event has always been, this is an arts festival for the artists. We do this arts festival. We're glad the community loves it and that they come out and support the artists, but we do it for the artists because so many artists struggle to find an audience um, and, and, and who will be committed to buying their art and supporting them. And so we really like to get the whole region in front of these artists and show them that, that we support these artists and we think it's so important to have artists living in our community. So um, it really is just a great day to come down and you can talk to the artists. They're all there in their booths. They want to talk to you. They, they want to know why you like their paintings, why you like their, their photography and, and they're some amazing humans. 
Oh, absolutely. And Adrian, as you mentioned, you know, you can talk to the artists, you can really start to understand their pieces. And I know um, from being at the event before, you can also work with the artists. If you've got kind of a vision in mind for something that you want to give as a gift or place into your own home, a lot of them are open to doing some commissions. And this is exactly the time you want to get started thinking about holidays and maybe early gifts next year. Absolutely. And we have families, we actually do an audience survey um, that anyone can do who attends. And we've had so many folks say that this has become a family tradition and they save up their money all year and they come to Arts on the Mill Race and they they pick out all of their um, holiday gifts for their friends and family because of Arts on the Mill Race. And they get to shop local, they get to support these local artists and really keep that money in this community. And that just means so much. So I, I, I think it's a really great opportunity. If you haven't been it's very low pressure. It's just, you know, you get to just walk up this beautiful path with gorgeous water to your side and trees to the other side and just take it all in. Absolutely. Now, Adrian, where can people go to get more information about the event? Sure. Our website is artsonthemillrace.org. And we also, also have a Facebook page where we do post a lot of announcements and other information. And that's just, again, Arts on the Mill Race through Facebook. Perfect. Adrian, thank you so much for taking the time to share about Arts in the Mill Race. It's going to be a wonderful event. Congratulations on 10 years. I know it's going to have another 10 years in it. Absolutely. And of course, the Mill Race is located right there in Goshen. Um, if you're trying to use a map to find it and you're a little bit lost, use GB Code. Goshen Brewing Company kind of is the hub. You can find everything. And I know from there, you're going to see the sights and the sounds of the event. Absolutely. All right, I am excited to continue this podcast by welcoming Jared with the Barnes at Napanee. Hey, Jared, how are you doing? You're fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. And I am so excited to have you here because, you know, over the last couple of years, the Barnes has had some changes. So if the listeners aren't quite sure about the Barnes at Napanee, what do they need to know? What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what, we uh, still offer a lot of the things that uh, the old Amish acres offered. So we still have the buggy and wagon rides. We have the Amish farmstead tour. Um, those options are still a part of uh, every day here at the Barnes. Uh, we're open Thursday through Sunday, and so people can come out for those. We've also, of course, got uh, the Barnes restaurant, which features menu dining, and uh, we have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays, too, that is a great brunch buffet. Uh, but you can come out and enjoy that from steaks to burgers to healthy options. We've got uh, really runs the gamut from all those things. But if you like carbs, this is also a good place to come to. Uh, but we also have uh, the mercantile for great shopping. We have uh, uh, painted fancy antiques and more, which is uh, just a great, if you're looking for something maybe cool for your home that you can't find other places, this is the place to come for that. And of course, a couple of other options. Ben Soft Pretzels is a newer addition over the last year that we've put here at the Barnes. We've got our coffee and ice cream shop and bakery. Uh, I could keep going. We also have the big attraction too, which is the Round Barn Theater. And we're obviously very proud of everything that uh, we do in there from concerts to musicals to uh, comedians, just a, a lot of cool things in there. And one other feature, uh, and I know I've been talking a lot about this. <laughs> no, this is wonderful. The RBT Academy, which is uh, the education side of Round Barn Theater, which uh, some of our professional actors actually uh, do classes for acting, uh, music, singing, all of that cool stuff. So you can get to more details at thebarnsatnapany.com. Oh my gosh, Jared, how do you keep everything that, that the Barnes offers straight? I mean, there is so much to do, and it really is such a stunning piece of property overall. It's, it's gorgeous. 
It really is. You know, we've got a great pond. Um, so Marlon and Christy Stutzman, when they purchased the property a few years ago, uh, they purchased um, seven acres of the property. And so we've got uh, most of the barns on the property are ours. And uh, we just we love uh, showing them off. Uh, <laughs> there's not very many places you can go where you can eat in a barn or watch a musical in a barn or, or things like that. So uh, it's just a really cool property to be, be a part of. Uh, and I'm in my I guess I'm I just celebrated two years here not that long ago, so I'm excited to see all the changes that uh, we have made, we, which we think are, are for the better. But uh, for those of you who might not have come out since, you know, the Stutzmans have purchased the property, come out. We have a lot of cool things here that uh, you can be a part of, and it's just a great family day out, uh, which I think is awesome because I know a lot of people out there looking for those family things to do. This is a great place for that. Oh, absolutely. Now you mentioned the Round Barn Theater, and that is just such a stunning venue. And in, in just a couple of weeks, you have something really fun taking the stage. Let's talk about it. It's like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it is, yeah. Seussical the Musical. It actually runs uh, through September the 23rd. And uh, yeah, it, it's just one of those cool, whimsical shows, I guess. You know, that's, that's a word you don't say very often, whimsical. But, <laughs> uh, but it is. It's got a lot of great colors to it. It's got all the great uh, Dr. Seuss characters in it, too, um, from the cat in the hat to, of course, uh, you know, Jojo and Horton and uh, all those fun characters. And Another great family show. And that is what we pride ourselves on at the Round Barn. Um, you're not going to hear a cuss word from the stage. You're you're going to be able to bring your family and just enjoy a great show. And that's what we, we really try to accomplish here is, is be able to have families be able to come out and uh, not have to worry about what they're going to hear, things like that. And, and Super School the Musical is one of those shows that is just a, an incredible show for the family. I've seen it in, in the past. Uh, but I haven't, this version is, is a lot of fun as well. And we've got a lot of great professional actors from all over the country that come to Napanee and live here for a portion of the year, or maybe this is just a one-off show for them to come to, but, uh, it's so cool to have them here and, um, kind of embrace the pace of Napanee as we, we say here, but, uh, we, we love being able to do that. And this is just a great family show for people to come out and be a part of it. And one of the cool things about this show is we're actually running a special that we don't normally do. And that special is you can get a family four pack of tickets for $89. Oh, wow. Um, that's a huge savings on the normal price. So you can take advantage of that by calling the Round Barn Theater ticket office. It's the only way you can get it. You can't get it online. You got to call or stop oh, okay. by and get those tickets for that. Perfect. And, you know, you and the team over there do such a great job. You've mentioned that it really is family friendly. And that's that's kind of at the forefront of your mind. And you've created a couple of really unique experiences around Susan Gold Musical. Breakfast with Horton and Friends and Breakfast with Cat in the Hat. And, yeah. and it's so fun because all the susical things are just like a tongue twister. So how are you even keeping it all straight? Well, you know, it's it's something we've been planning for a while. And and we actually have a, a great artistic director at our theater. Adam Solly is our artistic director. And we've come up with just a lot of different things that we can do between our chef and the restaurant and, and our actors and all of that good stuff. So uh, we, in the past, we've been able to do breakfast with Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And we oh, did breakfast yeah. with Ariel. And uh, so now we're doing breakfast with Horton and breakfast with the Cat in the Hat. And these are two separate options. Uh, we wanted the Cat in the Hat to have his own little picture. So that's going to happen <laughs> on September the 23rd from 9 to 11. But uh, breakfast with Horton and friends is going to be on September 9th from 9 to 11. And it's just a great, fun kids uh, breakfast buffet. Of course, adults are obviously welcome as well. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great family event. 
but they're going to be walking around. You can take pictures with them and uh, just uh, interacting with everybody. And it's, it's just kind of a cool thing uh, surrounding Susicle. And then I know you didn't mention this, but later this year, we've got another feature. Uh, Elf the Musical is going to be on stage. Oh, and yeah. So Breakfast with Buddy is going to be happening as well. From oh, Buddy fun. The Elf. So, yeah, and Breakfast with Santa as well. So we got a lot of uh, great character experiences, as Disney would say. Yeah. <laughs> but we we really do have a lot of great uh, things here for just the family to come out and be a part of. And, and that's just another couple of those things. And, and the actors uh, love it. So Horton's going to have fun and the Cat in the Hat's going to have fun. It's just going to be really cool. Because sometimes when you see the Cat in the Hat, you might think, hmm, I don't know. Is he friendly? <laughs> you read the book? And, and all that stuff but, uh you can actually uh yeah it's going to be fun it's going to be a great time and uh on september 23rd for that breakfast with the cat in the hat we actually have community appreciation day going on that day as well okay. so there's going to be kids activities in the courtyard out here and then the 2 p.m performance of susicle you can actually get tickets uh, after all fees for 18.95 each so just oh, for that wow. 2 p.m performance um so yeah it's it's definitely a, another great deal uh, for that as we kind of highlight what we do here and uh, just really appreciate the community that that we live in not just Napanee but uh, the region with the uh, folks that come and, and see the shows here at the theater absolutely and it's so incredible to get kids experienced with live performing arts it's an enrichment and the fact that you just bring the characters down is so fun and so interactive but I think I saw in your calendar that following Susigal, you've got the music of Johnny Cash. We do, Where's yes. Cat in the Hat, is he going to start singing some Johnny Cash things <laughs> as the show ends? Wouldn't that be fun? I think they're going to hear the Cat in the Hat do Ring of Fire and, and yeah. pull some prison blues. That'd be interesting. Uh, but yeah, we've got the music of Johnny Cash. Uh, it's basically what they call that is a jukebox musical. Uh, there's not a lot of acting in it. There's just a lot of music, um, like 30 songs in that show. So oh, wow. um, it's just hit after hit after hit of Johnny Cash. It does tell the story of his life and, you know, faith and family and all of that. But uh, it is just going to be a fantastic show. So uh, I can't wait for it. I'm a country music fan. Um, so I love uh, Johnny Cash music. So looking forward to that. And then we round out our season, as I mentioned earlier, with Elf, the musical uh, coming up in November and December. So, yeah, we've got uh, a, lot, a lot of things planned over the next few months. Oh, my gosh. And we have covered so much in this. Now, you mentioned that there is one special that the listeners would need to call the box office for. Yeah. So let's go ahead and run down all those details. Where do they need to call? Where can they go to see the schedule? And how does all of that work? Okay, so you can go to roundbarntheater.com. Uh, and theater is R-E, so T-H-E-A-T-R-E.com. Uh, go to that website, and you can get all the details on all the shows, show times, and all that good stuff. But uh, also, um, you can take advantage of the Community Appreciation Day, uh, September 23rd, 2 p.m. performance. You can actually buy your tickets online for that. Okay. Uh, if you want to get the family four-pack special, you actually have to call the box office at 574-773-4188. Or you can stop in uh, anytime at the uh, Barnes at Napanee at 1600 West Market Street uh, here in Napanee. The box office is open Monday through Saturday, so stop in and get that deal. But you either have to call or or uh, stop by to get that deal, which, again, family four-pack of tickets for $89 for Susical. And that actually is for any performance of Susical, not just the one on September 23rd. Oh, wow. That is such an incredible deal. Jared, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and share about the Barnes at Napanee. Um, everything that's happening down there is so fun, so diverse. And, you know, as we mentioned, even if you're not going to be attending a performance, the restaurant is wonderful. The food shops are wonderful. Everything down there is just so cool and so photogenic. We love it on Instagram. It's beautiful. Uh, so it's just so fun. 
Yeah, it is. Absolutely. We've got a lot of great backdrops uh, for things. We have people have, we have weddings here. Uh, we, I think we've got 11 of them this year. <laughs> so oh, wow. we've got, we've got weddings, we've got senior pictures have taken place here, family pictures, all that good stuff. So yeah, we got, we do have some a great backdrop. And one more thing I did want to mention, we're getting really close to announcing our 2024 season at the Round Barn too. So some really cool oh. musicals I'm looking forward to, including, I can already mention this one, Christy Sussman has written another musical uh, to follow oh, up yeah? Calls the Heart. It's going to be Love Comes Softly from the Jeanette Oak book series. So that's coming up next fall. So we're looking oh forward. my gosh, that is going to be so great. Yeah. Of course, once we get that announced, we don't want to we don't want to break any rules. We don't want to ask you to just kind of tease us with anything, but I'd love to have you back on the podcast. We'll talk about that because I know that you can get season tickets and people can really, really enjoy everything that's happening at the Round Barn. Yeah. Season tickets, individual tickets, and the even uh, meal and show uh, tickets as well for restaurant, for, for the restaurant and then go to see the show. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Jared, thank you so much. I know that you're not going to be a stranger at the podcast. We're going to have you back. The listeners are going to hear you again. It's going to be fun. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Okay, I am excited to continue this podcast with Karen from The Mech. Now, of course, Karen is on the podcast a lot because The Mech has so many great things happening. And this fall is no different, right, Karen? So in September, we have the North American Clydesdale Shire Classic. It's our, their third year, or fourth year, maybe. I, I can't remember for sure now um, that they have been here. They are part of the qualifying group that comes for the six horse hitches in September toward the end, the yeah. world finals. So they are a staple here and they are putting on an incredible show this year. They've kind of run out of stalling space. So we've had to build a stall in the trade show area and oh, put wow. the temporary stalls over there. So we've got about 150 stalls to put in over there, which transforms in a couple of weeks after to the fall crafters fair. But oh in the meantime, we have the World Final Six Horse Hitch, the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of September. This is a, an event that came actually when COVID was happening. We were the only facility in the country that was open, and they wanted to continue moving on. So uh, we have become their home. Now, Karen, when you <laughs> say the Six Horse Hitch Classic Series, that is six horses hitched together with a carriage on and they're competing yes so the the carriage is called a hitch ah, they are, okay. yeah so they are like in the old western days you know when somebody yeah. you know that's where the the term riding shotgun came from you know the guy was oh. with the six horses and he was handling them and, and riding through the countryside on those big hitches the the yeah. carriage and the guy that would protect them from bandits and whatever it happened to be would ride with the shotgun beside him. So that's where that kind of, I learned that while these guys were here. <laughs> so anyway, that's what it's for. They're qualifying throughout the year. So we have one in June that they come to qualify for all over the country. They go to Florida, to other places. And then the final series is here and they win a tremendous amount of money for the ones that are the, the top three. Oh and my gosh. So that... it's, it's fun. They have to maneuver yeah. and do different things that the announcer explains to back the horses up to make a figure eight to, to run at full speed in, in our arena or and they're with the others. It's not just one at a time. They're all oh, wow. together. Oh my gosh. So one behind the other one. So they have to do all these maneuvers and then they're judged. And so um, next year, well, this 
this year is the, the final year that the managers of this six, uh, the six horse hitch world finals um, are going to go on the mech bid on it. And we won the show. So the show belongs to us for the next five years. So oh, wow. we will be carrying on that tradition and having the same quality riders and the same people uh, participating and hopefully some new ones. So ranches bring their, their teams um, like Jackson Fork Ranch, Express Classics, Express Ranches out in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. People go all over the country with these. So if you haven't seen it and you haven't seen a Belgian or a Pertron or any of those big, beautiful horses and seen how big they are, you need to come to this because oh, you can yeah. walk through the stalling area and see it. Oh, wow. That's that's absolutely incredible. You know, we just wrapped up the Elkhart County 4-H Fair a little over a month ago, um, and they have some beautiful horses there. And so you can kind of see the scale. But Karen, I think what I'm hearing is you have a massive amount of those horses that are going to be yeah. there. These are these are probably when they stand. I, sorry, you see me rolling my eyes trying to think of how big they are. <laughs> Their heads are probably between eight and 10 feet off the floor. So oh, they wow. are big horses and they're if you had to put their hoofs on a dinner plate they would go over the dinner plate they're huge wow. oh huge. my gosh so and they're majestic and they're trained very well and they we've never had issues here so um, they are handled very well by their ranchers and, and by their trainers so we're very pleased and very fortunate that they're here so once they're finished at the end of September, we segue right into the Fall Crafters Fair and some other horse shows too. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Fall Crafters Fair because that is just such a very, very cool event that you can really kind of jumpstart your holiday shopping, right? Right, that's what it's geared for. This is, we, we are carrying on a town-wide tradition in Chipshawana. This used to be a blue gate uh, in their parking lot outside and, and as, Weather would be it in Indiana, it always rained and they had tarps and they had electrical connections and the water and it was just, it was not comfortable. So um, the Blue Gate decided to turn it back over to the town who proposed it to us in 2019 when we built this new building. So we host that now in a hundred thousand square feet of heated or air conditioned uh, straight flat indoor space. You can drive your car right in if you're a vendor unload your things and take your car back out. And then as a, as a shopper, we have wagons here and you can just peruse the whole day. We have live musical entertainment on the hour, different bands, gospel and bluegrass. And then we have food trucks that are here as well. So everything in the Fall Crafters Fair is handmade items. We don't allow anything to come that they'd be reselling and nothing against it, but the tradition and the, the rules for the town is it needs to be handmade. And oh, that's what yeah. we really watch it. So right now we're right out about a hundred vendors right now. Oh, wow. So yeah. We're that... waiting. And, and that may be one vendor may take up a 20 by 40 space. So it depends what they have to bring some our, our rugs that are woven uh, on a loom or uh, handmade soaps or blankets or furniture and every little thing you can think of, things for Christmas especially. Oh, absolutely. And it is uh, fun for kids to attend the Fall Crafters Fair, right? It is on Saturday. <laughs> Normally, <laughs> during the week, there's a, so it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's always the first Saturday of October, and then whatever Friday and Thursday before that falls on it. So uh, with that being said, on Saturday, we have face painting, 
we have a couple of people here that are really good. They're actually uh, personal friends of mine, but they are um, actors from the Chicago area and they do stage makeup for oh. everyone there yeah. or yes. different TV shows and other things. So they are here doing face painting. We have a petting zoo. We have train rides and little activities for kids on Saturday morning. Oh, that's going to be absolutely fun. Now, certainly the Fall Crafters Fair doesn't stop all of your fall uh, fun oh. that's happening over at the Mech. What else is going on? So in October, we have the next weekend. It is a big horse uh, horse auction both days. But the following weekend, this is the, the second annual uh, women's conference that we will be having. It's not the Mech's event, but it is Alabaster Heart Ministries. They are um, a group of women that saw a vision and they started this uh, worship praise retreat um, for the women in our community and in our area and outside. So if you're visiting from outside or you want to make a trip, it's a two day event. It's not terribly long on the second day, but it has vendors it has uh, seminars and speakers and different things like that uh, going on. So they do have a, a web page or you can go to MichianaEvents.com and check out our event calendar for everything. Oh, absolutely. You know, we do. We always, Karen, when you're here, we talk about so many great things, so many diverse offerings happening over at the MEC. And you just mentioned the website. Can you can you tell uh, the listeners exactly how your website works, how they can find the events, sure. if they need to get tickets and everything like that? Sure. There's a, there's a number of ways, but the website is Michiana Events. There's an S, MichianaEvents.com or you can go to our box office, which is 260-768-4990. If you go to our webpage, just click on event calendar up at the top or events and then event calendar and you can scroll month by month. Once you get to that place, you just hover over the date that you want to get some information on and everything you need to know should be there. Many of our events are free, so um, I would like to encourage people and whether you are an individual or you're a bus group or something like that, there's something here for everybody, men and women. So we have two sides to the building. Sometimes the same when the Fall Crafters Fair is happening, maybe the ladies like to hang out there a little bit more, but on Saturday, there's also a cornhole tournament um, in oh, the building. Fun. <laughs> and Friday and Saturday, there is a Frisian horse sale and show. So that's for free, but um, just to come on down and support the local community and the, the vendors. A lot of the vendors have shops here in town as well. So it's, it's a good way to help the community and, and our food vendors. We're open till eight o'clock on uh, Thursday and Friday night so people can enjoy the music and the food. And even if you just want to come out and eat, that's uh, a fun place to be. Oh, absolutely. And Karen, you are no stranger to the podcast. I know we're going to have you on a little bit later in the year mm -hmm. because your holiday season is jam-packed with a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I know that that's no different than any other time of the year, but it's almost like when I talk to you, there are so many fun things. I can't even figure out exactly how to plan everything into my own calendar to make it out there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Believe me. <laughs> now, I do have a, just a fun question for you. When you started your job at the MEC, did you ever think that you would be encountering horses so often? and know so much about horses. Gosh, no, because I was living in Spain before I started here. And I am from <laughs> the area. But when I came back, I needed to stay close to home for, for family reasons. And I don't live very far from here. But I stopped at the end of the drive. And I just looked at it. And I said, I really want to work there. And two months later, I was working here. 
So I had no idea that there'd be so many horses nor flies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. Karen, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and sharing about the great things happening at the the MEC. Again, the website is Michiana Events. Dot com. You can go there. You can find all the events happening. And of course, if you think that you saw something, you heard something, and you're just confused on what event it is, I know the box office there can answer any of your questions and point you in the right direction. Karen, again, thank you so much. And we'll look forward to talking to you a bit later in the year. All right. Thanks for having me. Learn more about Elkhart County, Indiana at visitelkhartcounty.com and plan your next adventure. Join us next time for more well-crafted stories about the people and places along the Heritage Trail.